the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is a beautiful morning this morning. The Lord is here with us. The Holy Spirit is with, with us this morning. And let me encourage you. There are even better things to come this morning in Jesus' mighty name. We want to thank God. It is a season of thanksgiving to thank God for what he has done. How far he has brought us today. I can still remember when we were at this other venue. And, you know, by the time it will be like 15 minutes, 30 minutes in, 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 into service time. By the time we actually feel we are start, it will be 15 minutes into service time because of the venue. And we started crying out to the Lord. And we said, Lord, ah, we need a venue. We need, we need a sanctuary. We need where we can be uh, at liberty to praise you. And the Lord led us to this place. Can we give, uh, uh, you know, thanks unto the Lord? Isn't that wonderful? We had people that were sick in our midst. You know, sick in our midst. You know, and, and, and the pastors and the leaders and the church cried out to the Lord and they were healed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We had people, you know, souls. We were crying out for souls and we say, Lord, but we are just but a few. I, I, and, and the Lord transplanted uh, relatives and, 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 and people from very far. And not just from very far, but from near our neighborhood to be with us. And for that, we need to thank God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We had additions in the, in the, in the house of the Lord. Babies. Amen. God said, okay, I am not just going to, 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 to bless you spiritually. I am also going to bless you, you know, even in the physical. You know, with things that you can see. And we, we, I'm going to bless you uh, in numbers. Praise the Lord. You know, if we have babies, you know, in the church, he is also increasing us in numbers. Praise the Lord. We want to thank God even for giving us babies in this fellowship. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, we want to thank you. We give you praise. Uh, this morning, we have a solemn uh, um, um, service in that uh, we have... Uh, uh, Holy Communion that we have to, to do. It is uh, something that the Lord commanded and it is something that we have to do, uh, you know, time after time in remembrance of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, but before we, uh, you know, take our Holy Communion, you know, we always wanted to make sure that um, you know, the people that are more knowledgeable and the leadership and the pastors and the apostles and the evangelists that we have in the house, we uh, move together with the whole family, with the whole church. We also move together with our children because we, want, we do not want to see a situation where our children or people that are coming for the first time to come and join us and they see us do things and they don't know why we are doing it. And to them, when the, our children take over, it becomes a ceremony, something that we just have to do because we have to do it. We saw our fathers doing it, so we are doing it. And for that reason, we always have our Holy Communion with a teaching. Praise the Lord. 
So I am going to talk briefly before we have our Holy Communion. Praise the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are going to talk briefly, just a little bit about remembering our loved ones today. What does remembering our loved ones do? Remembering our loved ones honors them. It honors them. Praise the Lord. It signifies the fact that they are important to us. They are important in our lives. Praise the Lord. We also remember what they mean to us. The word of God in Genesis 40.23 Genesis 40.23 says the chief cupbearer however did not remember Joseph. And that was not good. The chief cupbearer he did not remember. However he did not remember Joseph. However means there's something that happened prior to that occasion. The chief cupbearer had a dream. He dreamed that, okay, they were in prison. We remember that, that story. And he dreamed that uh, he was back at work serving his Lord. And he took a cup of wine and gave it to his master. Praise the Lord. And then there was also the chief, uh, the chief baker. The chief baker, he also, you know, prepared his bread. And when he was about to go and present it to the table, the birds came and ate that bread. Praise the Lord. And Joseph said to the chief baker, the Lord, uh, the king is going to chop your head off. And that came true. And to the chief butler, he said, the Lord will reinstate you. You are also going to uh, go back to your, uh, to your king and save him like in the old days. And that also came true. But when it came true, we now see Genesis 40, 23 saying, the chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. That, brethren, was not good. Hallelujah. We have a good example of somebody who remembered well, and he remembered good. Luke 17, verses 11 to 19. Jesus heals ten lepers. And these guys, we remember that the ten lepers were not welcome in the city, so they were always living outside the city gates. When they saw our Lord Jesus Christ, they said, Master, have mercy upon us and heal us. And they were healed. But when they went their way, on their way, they found out that they were healed. But only one of them came back to say, thank you, Lord. How did that one do? He remembered. The word of God says he was made whole. As we remember our Lord Jesus Christ this morning, we will be made whole. The Lord will perfect everything that concerns us. Praise the Lord. I have one more example. In the book of uh, Acts 9, the Bible says Dorcas became ill and died. And the people, and these people were mostly women of the community, sent for Peter. And when Peter came, 
the people st uh, stood beside Peter, weeping and showing tunics and clothing Dorcas had made for them while she was still alive. What did they do? They remembered what she meant to them. And they expected her to be raised up from the, de from the dead. Because they remembered their expectation was not cut short. Dockers was raised up from the dead. So as we remember our Lord Jesus Christ, let me emphasize this point, that our expectations will not be cut short. What we have been crying out to uh, God about, what we desire in our lives, what we desire for our children, the Lord will perform it. Because today, we are yet again going to remember, remember him. Praise the Lord. Luke twenty-two nineteen, 19, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to the disciples, saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So now, when we eat the Holy Communion this morning, let us remember that it is not just a ceremony. It is not just what the church does, but we are doing it to remember our Lord Jesus Christ. We are doing it because he wants us to remember him. He wants us to remember how his body was broken for hours to be whole. The word of God says by his stripes we are healed. Let me give you a, uh, uh, just a brief testimony. That one of our, our daughters got ill during the course of this, this year, 2016. Ill to where the doctors were giving her one medication, but that medication will have some side effects that were very disastrous. And we were concerned. You know, and the pastors of the house, they said, okay, let us take Holy Communion to the hospital. The moment she took that Holy Communion, she became whole again. She was healed. It's something that happened in our midst. Praise the Lord. So Holy Communion works. It heals. It brings life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And she's sitting right there. Praising her God. Leaping and dancing again. Amen. So our Lord Jesus Christ, he wants us to remember how his body was broken for hours to be whole. He wants us to remember how his blood was shed for our sins. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Hebrews 9, 22. And finally, he wants us to remember his promise. And what is his, this promise? That he will come back to be with you and me forever. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes back. So he is coming back. When we drink and when we eat and drink, we are remembering that the Lord, yes, he is gone. 
He is with the Father, but he will surely come back. So we have an expectation and a hope. We revive our expectation. We revive our hope of him coming back to be with us forever, even as we partake of this holy communion. Praise the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I am going to ask uh, our deacons this morning uh, to to bring the Holy Communion so that we can have it uh, prayed over. Uh, do we have deacons in the house this morning? Let me uh, ask our pastor. Uh, yes, thank you so much. Uh, we can just have the, just have, yes, thank you. Uh, no, no, that's okay, brother, just, just this. But um, just come, come, come. Uh, we will distribute you to distribute it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, let me ask our pastor, uh, Pastor Gedza, uh, to come and pray for the Holy Communion before we eat it and then before we partake of it. Let's stretch our hands towards Holy Communion. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before your throne of grace and mercy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. With grateful hearts, thanking you for that which you have done, that which you are doing, that which you are going to do in our lives. We bless, we sanctify, we make the bread holy. We decree and declare that this is now the flesh of Jesus. His broken body that hung on the cross, that was broken for us, that we may be whole. We bless, we sanctify the cup. We decree and declare that this is now the precious blood of Jesus the blood of eternal redemption, the blood that shall never lose its power, the blood shed for the remission of our sins. As we eat of the flesh of Jesus, we thank you for wholeness. We thank you for total deliverance. We thank you for perfection in our bodies, in our bones, in the name of Jesus. As we drink of the blood of Jesus, we thank you for supernatural blood transfusions taking place, O oh Lord, the mortal becoming immortal in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we thank you as we remember you, O Lord. We thank you for the life, the gift of life that we all have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, let's uh, distribute the uh, communion. Praise the Lord. So, our Lord Jesus Christ, let's let us all make sure we have we have the bread and the wine. Hallelujah. Let us have the bread and the wine. 
1 Corinthians 11, 23 says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Amen. Praise the Lord. I, I see some have eaten already, but this is what we wanted to say. That um, before we eat, we eat of the, the bread and still of the wine. But let us remember that this is a solemn meal. And we have to make sure that our conscience is clear before the Lord. Hallelujah. Can we just take a moment to make sure that our conscience is clear? Um, Paul in the book of Acts 24, 16 says, I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and before man. So let us ask for forgiveness. Let us take a moment to ask for the Lord's forgiveness. And let us also forgive. The Lord's prayer says, Lord, forgive us, O Lord, even as we forgive others. Hallelujah. So we have to forgive and we have to ask for forgiveness. Let us ask the Lord to forgive us. If there is any, anybody that we are holding in our hearts and, you know, and, uh, our, our conscience is, is troubling us, and uh, we should have a conscience that is devoid of offense before the Lord, even as we take the Holy Communion. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. We thank you for the cleansing. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Let us go ahead and take the bread. In the same manner, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in, remember, in remembrance of me. So let us go ahead and drink the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So now... We have serviced the covenant. It's a covenant between our Lord Jesus Christ and us. So John 14, 14 says, You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So now we have remembered our Lord Jesus Christ. Tell you what, he is also remembering us right now. Hallelujah. He is also remembering us right now. So we also want to take a moment to pray. As individuals, we can pray quietly. Is there any unfinished uh, request that the Lord hasn't, hasn't uh, 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 you know, um, made 
uh, good in our lives, those things that we are crying for, the word of God here says, you may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So we can ask right now for whatever we want quietly, quietly, hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for your many provisions. We thank you, Lord, for doors that are opening right now. We thank you for the healing. We thank you, O oh God, for fulfilling our prayers, our desires of our heart, Lord. We want to thank you. We thank you, O oh God, for, Lord, what you have said you will do. My God and my Father, we receive. By faith, we receive. Because you have said it and you will do it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Congratulations. The Lord is with you. Amen. May we put our hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me get, take this opportunity to invite uh, the men of God this morning uh, to come and share with us the word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for leading us in this wonderful Holy Communion. It was a blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. What a wonderful teaching. Thank you for enlightening us. May God continue to use you and bless you uh, in teaching his word. Amen. That was a wonderful, wonderful teaching. Amen. How are we all doing this morning? Hallelujah. Are we there? Hallelujah. Are we there? Amen. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? If so, say amen. amen. Come on, can you shout amen? amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, we praise the Lord. I'm going to ask uh, uh, Brother Hoki, can you help me preach today? Amen. Hallelujah. Are you ready for a good time in the Lord this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. We praise the Lord. I uh, just want to, before I get into the word, just want to acknowledge this morning, uh, we have Gogomatema in the house all the way from Zimbabwe. Hallelujah. We want to welcome her and say welcome. Hallelujah. We love you. Amen. It's good to have you with us this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. All the time, hallelujah. Our worship team, can you just come up real quick? Just uh, hallelujah. The word of God says, Enter his courts with thanksgiving, enter his gates with praise. Hallelujah. We want to praise the Lord, amen. Um, God is doing amazing things in this place, he's doing wonderful things in this place, hallelujah. I'm going to ask the church to, to rise up. Amen. Um, hallelujah. Can you just lead us in one song of, of worship? Hallelujah. We just want to go before the Lord and just get ready for, for today's word. Amen. And just have uh, our hearts tenderized to what God wants to do in this place. Hallelujah. Amen.
take our seats in the sanctuary this morning. Hallelujah. I've been talking since last week. I started to talk about the presence of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Today I'm going to be concluding uh, this topic on the presence of God. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is near to all who call on him. Uh, hallelujah. It doesn't mean that God is traveled a distance. Hallelujah. Last week I said the Lord is omnipresent, which means he's always present. Hallelujah. He's omniscient, which means he's a God that is all-knowing. Hallelujah. He is a God that is all-knowledgeable. Hallelujah. There is nothing that he does not know. He is also a God that is omnipotent, meaning that he is a God that is all-powerful. That's why when we were singing this song, we said, even when I go through the valley, you are an awesome God. Hallelujah. You are hide me from the rain. Hallelujah. He is an all-powerful God, an almighty God. There is nothing he can't do. Amen. But when we say, I, I said last week, when we talk about the presence of God, we are talking about God exerting himself or his influence for our good in a special way. That causes us to experience the sweetness of his reality. Amen. Uh, or to experience him in a way that we have never experienced him before. Hallelujah. Uh, today, let's turn our Bibles real quick to the book of 1 Samuel. Last week we read from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 5. Uh, it says, the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. Where the Philistines took the ark of God. Hallelujah. Last week we read uh, from chapter 4 verse 19. Uh, when the daughter-in-law of Eli. Uh, the moment that she heard that the ark of God had been captured. The word of God says immediately she went into labor. 
and she called her son Ichabod, meaning the presence of God has departed. And we said the antithesis to that word or the exact opposite word to Ichabod is the word Kabod, which means the dwelling presence of God. Amen. Uh, that's what we desire. Hallelujah. That's what we need as children of God to dwell in the cupboard of the Lord, to dwell in the Shekinah presence of the living God. So the moment that she heard the ark had been captured, she went into labor and she says, there is no more reason for me to leave. She gave up her hope on life and she, she died immediately. But she had called her son Ichabod. And we said it is better to, uh, to, to, to one day in the presence of the Lord is better than a thousand elsewhere. She realized that life without God, hallelujah, uh, that she didn't want that kind of a life. She said it is better to die than to live without God. It is better to die than to not have the presence of the living God. Now in the Old Testament, we have what we call uh, metaphors or we have what we call symbols that symbolize or that represent certain things. Uh, we talked of the Ark of the Covenant last week, and we said the Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God. In the Old Testament, wherever the Ark of the Lord was, there the presence of the Lord was. Uh, after God had given Moses instructions uh, to build the, him and, uh, the Ark of the Covenant, its place of dwelling was to be the Holy of Holies. So he said, now I'm going to give you an instruction to build me a, a tabernacle or a temple where the ark of the Lord will dwell. Now in this tabernacle, there were three compartments. We have the outer court, the holy place, and the holy of holies. In the holy of holies, that's where the ark of the covenant would dwell. Because when God would come down, his presence would come down upon the holy of holies. Hallelujah. So when we come to the house of the Lord, the reason why we go into praise and we worship God is because we are starting from the gate. We are entering into the, first of all, into the outer court where we find ourselves being cleansed, being purified by the blood of the lamb and being uh, purified by the word of God. And then we go into what is called the holy place. In the holy place, there is not natural light. But in the holy place, we will find that there is the menorah or the golden lampstand that illuminates the holy place. Now, that means a revelation. Now, you cannot experience the amount of the, the experience you have of God is determined by the amount of revelation you have of God. Hallelujah. Uh, so when you go past the holy of holy place, you go into the holy of holies. That's where the ark of God used to dwell. So last week we read about how the ark of the covenant was captured by the Philistines, uh, and 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 when it was captured, we didn't go into details as to what happened after it had been captured. But we skipped a little bit and we went and we looked at a man called Matthew Bosheth, and we said his name. Uh, sorry. The, uh, Obed Edom, and we said he was a worshiper of Edom, or he was a worshiper. So when the ark was taken to the house of Obed Edom, we heard that Obed Edom's house was blessed. Hallelujah. 
uh, after, after Uzzah had died and people were frightened and scared of the Ark of the Covenant, but we find that it didn't do the same thing. It didn't have the same negative effects on the house of Obed-Edom as it had on Uzzah. Hallelujah. And we said Obed-Edom was a worshiper. Now, when the Ark was finally retrieved from the house of Obed-Edom to go to where David wanted it, Obed-Edom did not remain there. He went with the Ark of the Covenant. And then he went and he became a gatekeeper at the house of the Lord. Amen. That's how much he valued the presence of the Lord. He lived what David uh, said in one of his psalms, that I would rather be a, 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 a gatekeeper in the house of the Lord than be a king in the tents of the wicked. Hallelujah. Are we together so far? So the ark is a representative, or is a, it, it represents the presence of God. Now, when the ark of God was captured, that's where we are starting off from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 5. It says, now the people of Ashdod rose up early in the morning. There was Dagon fallen on its face to the earth before the ark of the Lord. Now, the Philistines used, they had so many gods. One of the gods that they had was a god called Dagon. So, they took the ark of the covenant and they placed it in the same room where Dagon was. Hallelujah. Now, in the morning when they woke up to go to where the ark of the Lord was, they found that Dagon had fallen face down to the ground. Because our God cannot be compared to anything else. The presence of the Lord is unlike any other. Uh, the effect of the presence of God upon Dagon. Dagon bowed all the gods of this world with a small g. Hallelujah. They bowed down to the presence of the living God. So they found Dagon had fallen face down to the, to the ground. So what do they do? They say, okay, it's by coincidence. Let's lift Dagon up. They lifted up Dagon. I'm glad because I serve a God that I don't have to lift up. Hallelujah. When I serve a God who does not fall face down on his face, but I serve a God who is well able. Hallelujah. He can exist by, him, by himself. The word of God says all things that were formed by him. There is nothing that was made unless it was made in him and by him. He doesn't need anything. And last week we said, we said Uzzah Uzzah thought that God was like Dagon. Hallelujah. He thought he, he, he had to help him. He thought he had to keep him from falling. So he touched the Ark of the Covenant. And immediately he was stricken and he died there. And we said, no one is indispensable or too big for God. Hallelujah. If we fail to revere God, we will suffer the negative consequences of the presence of the Lord. So we see here, these people did not fear God at all. This God was a foreign God to them. So they placed him in the same room. They likened him and compared him to Dagon, but Dagon fell face down. Then the word of God goes on to say that the next day, what, what, what happens? They wake up and they find that not only has Dagon fallen, but his head has been cut off and his arms had been broken off, hallelujah. Because God was sending a message, hallelujah, that I am the only head. I am the only able God. My hands are not too short to where I cannot serve, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dagon had fallen 
face down, his, the head of Dagon and both of the palms of his hand were broken off on the threshold. Only Dagon's torso was left of it. Therefore, neither the priests of Dagon nor any who came in Dagon's house tread on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod to this day. Hallelujah. To this day, there is still a lasting effect of the presence of God in Ashdod. Hallelujah. Now, when we go on, you are going to see, then uh, the people of uh, Ashdod, they are going to say, now let's take this ark of the Lord and send it to another city. Uh, if we read uh, verse 6, but the hand of the Lord was heavy on the people of Ashdod. Now, having the presence of the Lord means having the hand of God or the effect of the hand of God. There cannot be a presence of God without the hand of God being made manifest. Hallelujah. Where the presence of the Lord is either the hand of the Lord is working positively. Hallelujah. Or it's working negatively for the enemies of the kingdom. Uh, we'll skip on uh, and we'll go to uh, chapter verse, verse 10. Therefore they sent the ark of God to Ekron. So it was as the ark of God came to Ekron that the Ekronites cried out saying, they have brought the ark of God of Israel to us to kill us and our people. The people of Ekron were afraid. They said they have brought the ark to, to us to kill us. So they sent and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, send away the ark of God of Israel and let it go back to its own place so that it does not kill us and our people. So there was a deadly destruction through all the city. The hand of God was heavy there as well. Hallelujah. In Akron, we see again the hand of the Lord being what? Heavy there. Working, bringing destruction to the enemies of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So finally they resolved. They said, now what are we going to do? They said, let's send back the Ark of the Covenant back to Israel. So they take uh, two cattle or two cattle that were milking. Cattle that had not pulled a wagon before or they had not been yoked before. So they take them and they cause them to draw this cart and they take the Ark of the Covenant and they place it on the cart. Now we are going to see that this is the same cart that David initially wanted to use to bring the Ark of the Covenant to his house. Hallelujah. So we'll link this together. What we talked about last week and why things happened as they happened. So the Ark of the Lord is now being brought back now to Beth Shemesh, which is a city of the Israelites. Now as the, the Ark is being brought, now the reason why they took two cattle that were milking is because they said, we want to see if this calamity that was coming upon us was because of the hand of God of Israel or was it just a coincidence? So they say we'll take two milking cattle and we'll yoke them and we'll cause them right, to carry the ark back to Israel. If these two cattle turn to the right or to the left, it's going to mean that it wasn't the God of Israel. So the odds were stacked against uh, it happening that God, that the ark was going to be taken to Israel. 
Because what would happen now is that these cattle that were drawing the cart, the moment that they are going to hear the mooing of the, of, the, of, of the cows, it means that they are going to be what? To be drawn to go and try and feed their little ones. Hallelujah. There were some appetites. There was a setup that was here. Hallelujah. The people of, of, uh, of, of, uh, the people of Ekron, they were saying this. They were saying, we want to put this cattle in a place where they have to choose between taking the ark to Beth Shemeth or feeding, hallelujah, their little ones, hallelujah. Now, you know, those that, of you that have breastfed, that it is painful. Uh, my wife used to tell me that it was painful when she was breastfeeding our, 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 our daughters, amen. It is painful the moment you go for a long time without feeding your little ones. Do you concur? Where's my old she, she has stepped out. Hallelujah. She would have concurred with me that it is a painful process. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mothers, you concur, right? Yeah, they concur. A painful process. So the people of Akron were saying, this, this cattle, they have to defy the pain. Hallelujah. And they have to defy, hallelujah, the crying of their little ones and carry what? The ark to what to Beth Shemeth. If it doesn't happen like this, it means it's not the God of Israel that caused and brought calamity upon us. You see, there are so many times that the enemy wants to refute the hand of God. Hallelujah. There are many times that the enemy wants to disregard the doing and the working of the presence of God. But when God is in something, hallelujah, it cannot be refuted. When God puts his hand upon something, that desired outcome will come to be. Hallelujah. Uh, even though the little cows began to bleed and moo whilst they were in the pen, but these cattle, they said, we are going to deliver the ark of the Lord to where it's supposed to be. I don't know somebody that's, be, that, that's going through some suffering, some pain. You've got, if you need the presence of God, sometimes you've got to encounter pain because the presence of the Lord will cost you something. You have got to refuse to feed the appetites of the flesh. For you, if you are an ark bearer, when you are carrying the ark of the Lord, for you to be qualified as a carrier of the ark, you've got to say no to the appetites of the flesh. There are times that your flesh will say, come back to the things of the world. Come back and feed me. But when you need the presence of the Lord, you say, I will not feed my flesh. I will look at Jesus, the author, the perfecter of my faith. I know what I carry. I carry the presence. I carry the glory. I know what is at stake. The kingdom of God is at stake. Hallelujah. The devil, hold on a little bit. The devil took Jesus to the pinnacle of the city and he said Jesus if you bow down to me I'll give you the kingdoms of this earth you see they chose two cattle that they knew it was going to be painful. I'm not saying it's going to be easy when you decide to do the, king, the things of the kingdom. I'm not
not saying it's going to be light. It's going to put a demand on your flesh. Mighty, mighty God. It's going to put a demand on your flesh. It's going to be painful. That's why it's called a, a, a temptation. The word of God says there is no temptation such as not is common to man. Why? Because every man is tested or tempted by that which is painful. Ah, it is painful. It is painful to resist the devil. When they say, you know what? We are going to be at the club tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you look at the watch and you'll be like, it's 8 o'clock. What am I going to do the whole evening? Ah, everybody's doing it. Why? What about me? I'm being left out. But when you need the presence of God, you've got to say no to the appetite of the flesh and say, Lord, I know they are counting on me to make it. You see, there were many that were counting on this carol to deliver. There were many that were counting on this carol to make it. Now the Bible tells me we have a cloud of witnesses. Hallelujah. You have a cloud of witnesses. Not only that, your testimony somebody uh, somebody's looking at you and they're saying if it is of God we will see uh, they're saying that about this ministry if it is of God we'll see where it goes if it is of men we'll see, hallelujah it's going to be painful to fill up these chairs uh, there are times on Sunday you are going to feel like not waking up and coming to the house of the Lord but you've got to say they are counting on me, pastor is counting on me to be on that seat this morning I gotta throw away my blankets I've gotta throw away my blankets and make it to that house of the Lord because they are counting on me they are counting on you to make it. They are looking at you and they are saying, we want to see what those rise fellowshipers are all about. We want to see if they are about God or if they are about the world. Let's put all these things that will trip them on their way, but refuse to be tripped. Refuse to be hindered. Oh, we are counting on you. God is counting on you as a representative of heaven, even though the appetites of the world will call you, fornication will call you, masturbation will call you, pornography will call you, but in the name of the Lord, say my assignment is to take the ark of the Lord, my assignment is to represent heaven, my assignment is to be a representative of this world of the Lord, the world is watching you brother, the world is watching you sister they are saying we want to see what they are all about what are you all about do you understand the assignment at hand do you understand the assignment at hand yeah, 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 yeah. It calls for you to wake up in the middle of the night and say, Lord, I know I want to sleep, but I've got to pray my children through. I've got to see them through. I don't know what they face at school, but Lord, they are waiting to see how our kids are going to turn out. They are waiting.
waiting and they are saying we want to see what their kids will be like. But we will not give in to sleep. We will wake up. We will pray for them. Hallelujah. I wake up in the morning. I'm like, God, be with Naisha. God, walk with Anashe. Lord, Maita, go with her. Lord, my wife, yeah, your hand upon her, your presence upon her, because the world is waiting for us to fall. The world wants us to fail, but you will not fail. Hallelujah. You will not fail. You will not fail. Hallelujah. Now the man of Beth Shemeth, when the ark of the Lord got to Beth Shemeth, what do they do? <laughs> they went in, curious. They went in and they opened the ark of the covenant. Now when the instructions were being given to make the ark of the covenant, on top of it, it's a box that has a lid. The lid is what we call the mercy seat which represents the mercy and the grace of God. Now, the people of Beth Shemeth, what they do is they open the Ark of the Covenant and they look inside. And you know what was inside? There is the Lord of Aaron that budget and there is also the Ten Commandments. The other ones I'll talk about another day. But I want to talk about the Ten Commandments that were in there. Immediately when they opened Hallelujah. They were judged immediately. Because without grace, the law judges you. That's why the word of God says, the letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. Without the grace of God, without you being in Christ, hallelujah, you are condemned to death. Immediately when they opened the ark of the Lord, they were sentenced immediately to death. They had fallen short of the glory of God. And they were, they were sentenced to death and immediately they died. Hallelujah. You need to dwell in the grace of God. You need to be in Jesus for you to experience the grace of the law. Hallelujah. Because in Christ, the law is what is fulfilled. They looked in there and they were judged immediately and then they died. But when you have the mercy seat upon the Ark of the Covenant, where you were condemned. The Word of God says there is now no what? Condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So therefore now, we are recipients of the mercy seat. Hallelujah. You are a recipient of the mercies of God. What you were deserving, the Word of God says, He deals with you not according to what you deserve, but according to His loving kindness and His tender mercies. The mercy seat, hallelujah. The ark of the Lord had on top of it the mercy seat. So when the, 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 the oxen were carrying the mercy seat, they were, the, the ark of the covenant and its lead was upon it, they were carrying it and under the protection of the mercy of God. You need the mercy of God. You cannot do life outside the grace of God. So immediately they were judged and they died. That's how powerful the Ark of the Covenant was. That's how powerful the presence of the Lord is. No man, the word of God says, no man can enter. One time Moses wanted to see the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, and he says, Lord, I want to see your glory. And what does the Lord say to him? He says, I will make you 
to stand on a what? On a rock. Hallelujah. It was not just a rock. What was he saying? He was saying, I'm advancing you now. I'm putting you in the place of grace. And I'll make you stand upon a rock. And what am I going to do? I'm going to take you and put you inside a rock. Right? So what was God doing? He was putting him in, in Christ. And saying, now I'm putting you in Christ. And I'll put my hand and then I'll pass by. And I'll allow you to see my hinder part. Hallelujah. I'll allow you to see history and the things that preceded you. Hallelujah. But what sustained the life of Moses to be able to stand in the presence of God was that he was hidden in Christ. Hallelujah. We uphold Christ in this house. Because without him, hallelujah, if we experience the presence of God, it will slay us, it will kill us. That's how dangerous the presence of God is. We saw Ashdod, we saw uh, Dagon falling face down, and we saw his torso, his head being cut off, only the torso remaining. That's how powerful our God is. Hallelujah. And it's only by mercy and by grace that we are able to enter in. The word of God says in the book of Romans chapter 5, it says because Christ has died, now we can enter into the holy of holies. What qualifies us is the mercy seat. Hallelujah. Going back to our scripture from last week. So, David now decides that he wants to bring the ark of the covenant to his house. He wants to bring the presence of the Lord to his house. He takes the carol and the cut that had been made by the Philistines. And he says, now I'm going to use this to transport the Ark of the Covenant. But that was not the design that God had. That was not the pattern or the intent that God had when he made the Ark of the Covenant. Let's look at Joshua chapter, chapter 3 real quick. Hallelujah. Are we together? Are we together, saints? Hallelujah. Joshua chapter 3. The children of Israel, they are about to cross the river Jordan. Listen to the instructions. Then Joshua rose up early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan. He and all the children of Israel lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp, um, yeah, went through the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, the Levites, bearing it. Hallelujah. So who was supposed to bear the ark? The priests, the Levites. Now, in the New Testament, who are the priests and the Levites? The children of God. The word of God says we are a what? A royal priesthood. A peculiar people. A generation that belongs to God. So, the ark of the Lord was made to be carried by the priest. The, so, when it was made, uh, if we go back real quick to the book of, um, I believe it's the book of Exodus. Chapter 37. This is the making of the, of the ark of the testimony, which is the ark of, of the covenant. Then Bazaleo made the ark of Acacia wood, Two and a half cubits was its length, a cubit and a half its width, 
and a cubit and a half its height. He overlaid it with pure gold inside and outside and made a molding of gold all around it. And he cast for it four rings of, of gold to be set in the four corners, two rings on one side and two rings on the other side. He made poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold as he put the holes into the rings uh, at the side of the ark to bear the ark, right? So when the ark is being made by design, it is meant that there are two uh, stars or poles that go on each side so that the, there will be ark bearers, the Levites. There will be one on the other side, one here in front. Then behind, there will be two more Levites, right, that are carrying the ark of the Lord. So by design, the ark is meant to be carried by the Levites or by, by the priest. Now, the only reason why God had used, hallelujah, the, the carol and the cat was because God, hallelujah, was showing himself powerful, hallelujah, to the heathens people. Because there is a demand, you see, when you are a child of God, to whom much is given, much is required. The standards of the world are not the standards of the children of God. When you are a child of God, you live by a different rule of authority. There's a different law that you live under. A different covenant that you live under. What works for the world will not work for you. Hallelujah. You have to live according to obedience to the word of God. Hallelujah. What God has given as a pattern, that's what we are about. We are, we are supposed to adhere by. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he gives, he gives instructions about how the ark was to be made. And the ark is made with poles for the height for the Levites to carry the ark. Then let's go back to the book of uh, to to where we read from last week when we're reading about Uzzah, Hallelujah, First Samuel chapter five verse six, Hallelujah. We we'll dwell there. Sorry. Uh, So first, uh, first Chronicles, chapter 13, verse 14. As I come to the close, hallelujah. Something is about to happen in this place. There's a presence of the Lord in this place, hallelujah. Hallelujah, my God, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to read from uh, chapter 13. From verse 9. And when they came to the to children's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and he struck him because he put his hand to the ark, and he died there before God. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah. Therefore, that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of God that day, saying, how can I bring the ark of God to me? Hallelujah. Chapter 15. Hallelujah. Verse 3. And David gathered all Israel together at Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord to its place. When he had prepared for it, then David assembled the children of Aaron and the Levites. So we see now the, the pattern 
or the way of doing things is what has changed. Now he takes the Levites and the sons of Kohath, Uriel the chief and 120 of his brethren of the sons of Merari, Asaiah the chief and 220 of his brethren of the sons of Geshem, Joel the chief and 130 of his brethren and of his sons of Elizaphan, Shemaiah the chief and 200 of his brethren. Hallelujah. Uh, verse 11, and David called for Zedok and Ab Abiathar the priests, and for the Levites, for Uriel, Asaiah, Joel, Shemaiah, Eliel, and Aminadab. And he said to them, you are the heads of the fathers, of the fathers' houses of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves. Hallelujah. Let's skip to verse 25. And so David, the elders of Israel and the captains over thousands went to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord from the house of Obed-Edom with joy. And so it was when God helped the Levites, hallelujah, who bore the ark of the, of the Lord that they offered seven bulls and seven lambs. David was clothed with a robe of fine linen and, were, and as were all the Levites who bore the ark, the singers and the Shania. Uh, the, mus uh, the music master with singers. David also wore a linen ephod. That's all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord with shouting, with the sound of the horn, with trumpets, with cymbals, making music, with strings, instruments, and harps. And it happened as the ark of the covenant of the Lord came to the city of David, that Michael and Saul's daughter looked through a window and saw King David wailing and playing music, and she despised them in her heart. So they brought the ark of God and set it in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before God. And when David had finished offering the burnt offering and the peace offering, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. Then he distributed to everyone of Israel, both men and women, to everyone a loaf of bread and a piece of meat and a cake of raisins. Hallelujah. He appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord to commemorate, to thank, and to praise the Lord God of Israel. Amen. So we see now David charges the Levites to carry the Ark of the Covenant. Hallelujah. Because this was the original intent of God. That the Ark be borne or be carried upon the shoulders of the Levites. Because the shoulder speaks of government and authority. Because the Lord was saying, I will not allow my glory to be kept to be kept within a forward building like this. But I have a design that I've instituted from the beginning. That the glory is supposed to be carried by the children of the living God. Meaning now you and I, being a royal priesthood and being Levites in our time, the task now of carrying the ark is on you. Though we don't have a physical ark, we have a spiritual ark. We have a spiritual ark that we are supposed to bear. That on your shoulders, you and I, when we are walking, we no longer walk straight like this. But there is a design that God has given you. That you and I are supposed 
to grow under the anointing, under the grace of the Lord. Everywhere we are walking, we are supposed to have this weight, this weight upon our shoulders. When I'm walking, there's a heaviness that I'm supposed to have on my shoulders. It is a heaviness of the presence of God. God is saying now, I will not be drawn by an ox, by an ox but I will be drawn by men because my original intent is for my children to be a representative of heaven on earth because when I'm an ark when I'm carrying the ark, when I get to the river Jordan, the Jordan will part for me because I have authority upon my shoulders. God was not being cruel, but he was saying to David, David, I have much more in store for you. Don't rob yourself. And Uzzah thought he could stop God from putting things in order. But the Lord said, Uzzah, stand aside because I love my servant David. Whom I love, I will rebuke. Whom I love, I will correct. I will chastise you when I love you. It doesn't mean that I want to hurt you, but I have greater good for you. I have greater glory for you. My whole presence is supposed to be on your shoulders. When you walk, they are supposed to say, they are the ark bearers. They are the Levites. When you get to Ashdod, when you get to the city of the Philistines, their God will not stand in your presence. The princes of this world will bow before you because you are an ambassador of heaven. The Levites were called to be ambassadors of the glory of the Lord. Ah, somebody, do your shoulders lean? Do your shoulders lean under the presence? Do you know what it is to carry the ark of the covenant? Do you know what it means to have God in you? The hope of all glory. When Christ lives in you, you are unstoppable. When Christ lives in you, you are blessed. Ah, get that oozer out of your way. Get that oozer out of your way for God to have his way. Ah, Shatam Ayandam. They tell you it's okay to be ordinary. Uza, get out of my way. They tell me it's okay to live a life without miracles. Get that Uza out of my way because I need the real deal. I need the presence upon my upon my shoulders. I cannot have an ox represent God for me. No, 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 no. I will not have stones worship God for me when I have a mouth that can exalt the Lord. I cannot be bitter by trees because when they wave from side to side, they are exalting God. But God has a greater purpose and a greater plan for me to be an ark bearer, to carry the presence of the Lord. Rise fellowship. Get that ooze out of you. Get that ooze out of here. That says we can have churches, church. I'm tired of the status quo. I'm tired of the ordinary. I need miracles. I need signs. I need the manifestation of the presence of God. They say it's okay to be cute. Yeah, 
are without the presence of God. But Uza, get out of here. I will not be cute. They will say he's crazy, but I don't care because I'm an archbearer. I'm meant to carry the glory of God. I'm meant to represent heaven on earth. When I'm walking, they will say, there is the testament of the goodness of the Lord. There is the testament of the kindness of God. There is the testament of the mercies of God. Uzzah, get out of here. Religion, get out of here. Poverty, get out of here. In the name of Jesus, we are the children of the Lord. We carry the glory of God. I need your glory, Lord. I need your presence. I need you, Lord. My shoulders have got to lean under, under the anointing, under the anointing. I've got to fill you in my life. I've got to have you with me. Come on, somebody. Get out of your comfort zone. Don't stay where you were yesterday. Move from your yesterday. Step into your future. God is putting you in that place uh, that he has designed for you. No more hindrances. No more obstacles. Get the oozer out of here. Will not be bitter by oxen. Will not be bitter by things that cannot comprehend in exalting the Lord. To which angel did the Lord die for? To which angel did the Lord say, Thou art my son. Hallelujah. To which angel did the Lord exalt? What angel did he have mercy on? But me, a mere man. What is man that you are mindful of him? What is man that you hear him? What is man that you love him? What is rise fellowship that you love us? That you honor us with your presence? Oh, somebody say, I don't know how to pray, but Lord, teach me to pray. Lord, I'm getting the status quo. I'm getting all fear out of me, and I'm receiving you to be my Lord and my God. Because, Lord, I'm meant for much more than to live in the world. I'm meant for much more. I'm an ark bearer. I'm meant to carry the presence of God. I am the representative of heaven on earth. When they see me, they see the glory of God. When they see me, they will testify of the good hand of God. Hallelujah. Over my life, over our lives, over this church, God is saying, I did not come so that my glory will be just locked up in a building seven days a week and then opened on Sunday. But he wants you when you go to the world to be a representative of heaven on earth, to bear the ark. And when you get to the 
the sick and say in the name of Jesus thou art healed because the presence of the Lord is upon your shoulders you have authority you have the grace when you get to the dead you say dry bones live again and dry bones will live again because you have the glory of the living God upon your shoulders you have authority in this realm you have governmental authority upon the earth hallelujah take your authority back don't let Uzzah stand in your, in your way. Uzzah will say what will men say about you. Uzzah will say what will men think about you. They'll say you are crazy. But the Lord is saying today, I'm striking down all the Uzzahs so that my glory might be felt. So that my glory might be known. So that my glory might be experienced. Ha, you die today, Uzzah. Today, Lord, I'm casting out all dignity aside, all dignity aside for the glory of God. Hey, I need your hand upon my life, for when your hand is upon me, the devil will bow down. The devil falls face, falls face down to the ground. The head of the enemy is cut off. The hands of the enemy, he is disarmed, he is disabled, he is decapitated to where he cannot harm me. I hide myself under the presence of God. Dagon was cut, his head was cut off. His hands were cast off because the Lord was saying, where my presence is, there I will decapitate the enemy. He will not have power over you. Where my presence is, there I will disarm the enemy to where his hand will not have any effect upon your life. Where my presence is, hallelujah, I will disable the enemy. The enemy is disabled to where anyone, no weapon formed against you will prevail. No weapon fashioned against you will prosper because you are in Agbed. You are meant for great things. You are meant for a greater purpose. You are meant to be the light of the world. Hallelujah. It's a light or a, a, a light that, that cannot be hid. Hallelujah. You are meant to be a, a pillar in the kingdom of God. David, David, the Lord loved you so much that he says, I will not allow you to settle for counterfeit. I need you to be an archbearer. The word of God says, and, 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 and David put the effort. Means, it means that he clothed himself with the garments of prayer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, shaka, baba, baba. Hey, you will not depend on men anymore. Because God will be your strength. Where the presence of the Lord, the Lord will say, Live, open your eyes and see that they that are for you are greater than they that are against you. When you are in the presence of the Lord, hallelujah, you have the majority. Hallelujah. When you are a Levite, all you have to do is open your eyes and see that God is for you. That the captain of the heavenly host is here. That his presence is here. Let's stand up to our feet.
Hallelujah. I want you to lift up your prayer today and say, God, I want to be an ark bearer. I want to, bear, I want to carry the presence. I want to host the Holy Ghost. Ay, 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 ay. I want to be a dwelling place for the spirit of the living God. Ay, 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 ay. I can feel oh, your presence in this place. Oh, I can feel your presence in this place. I can feel the anointing in this place. I can feel the presence. Your presence. Oh, Shakamaya. Let's lift up our hands. Just begin to pray. Make a prayer to the Lord. Don't be silenced today. Don't be quiet today. Say, Lord, I'm taking my place. I'm taking my place as a Levi. I'm taking my place as a priest. I'm a royal priesthood. My house will be served because I'm an actor. My children Your will know the Lord because I'm an actor. Oh, rise fellowship. You are blessed because you are actors. This church is the church of actors. You carry the presence of the Lord.
after David, after David had brought the ark of the Lord to the house, the word of the Lord says David stood up and he blessed the Israelites. Today, I take my place as the priest of this house and I say you are blessed. And I say you are blessed. Your going out is blessed. Your coming in is blessed. Everything that concerns you, the Lord will perfect. In the name of Jesus, no evil will come nigh your dwelling. No evil will be for you. You will excel, you will grow. I speak to this ministry and I say in the name of Jesus, you will take the world for the kingdom of God. I speak to each and every one of us and I say no poverty will be your portion. No fear will be your inheritance. You are a conqueror. You are an overcomer. Go in the might of the Lord. You are an ark bearer. You are a representative of heaven on earth. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, shout for the Lord. Come on, shout for the Lord.